everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Talk Talks to Me. I'm your host, Samantha, and welcome to the show for the first time, Chelsea. Hi, very excited to be here. So you guys have heard me talk about Chelsea previously on the show. Um, she's my friend from work who works remotely in Connecticut, and you guys know I'm in Florida. So this weekend was actually the first time that we have met in person. Which is crazy to think about. Especially when we've known each other for over a year. Like We met on her first day with the company back in December of 2021 on Taylor Swift's birthday to be exact. And we've worked together since then and we've been friends. She's the one that's going to the shows with me. Fourth row. Fourth row, Glendale, Arizona, March 17th. Night one, night row, night one, fourth row on the floor. So we're very excited about that. But if you guys are in Glendale, Phoenix, in that general area or just gonna be at the show, hit us up. We're gonna be there early. We're gonna have the outfits, the signs, a ton of friendship bracelets to give away. That's what we've been working on this weekend too. <laughs> Some of us are better than others. <laughs> we have our Evermore collection. Yes. <laughs> That's what Chelsea coined it as. That we don't know if we're gonna give out. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I we have vote to make... strong no. <laughs> we might have to make duplicates. But we have a plan. We're gonna make bracelets for every era and it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a vibe. What's your era? What's your favorite era? Let us know. Let us know. Absolutely. We love all things Swift. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready for your first story? Absolutely. <laughs> Am I the asshole for kicking out one of my bridesmaids for showing up in the wrong dress? Oh, my. My 23 female wedding was back on Saturday, December 31st, and I'm still getting backlash from this. So I want to know if this was an asshole move. In the country I live in, it's currently winter. And we get a fair amount of snow, so my wedding was a winter-themed wedding. The color theme was forest green and gold. My dress was obviously white, and I chose the color of my bridesmaid's dresses to be forest green as well. My maid of honor's dress was black, and everyone was to wear gold accessories. I have this friend, we'll call her Kat, that I asked to be one of my bridesmaids. When we went dress shopping and I told them the color theme I was going for, Kat immediately expressed that she thought forest green was a bad choice. She said she thinks it's not a flattering color and thought I should choose something different and more girly. I said no because my wedding was winter themed and I thought the color would go perfect with this theme. She suggested a pink, blue, even a red. I said no, but thanks for your opinion. She found out my maid of honor's dress was black and asked if she could wear black too. I said no, only my maid of honor is wearing black. I paid for all of the dresses. Fast forward to wedding day. Everyone's getting their hair and makeup done and Kat shows up 30 minutes late holding a bag that looked like it had a dress inside. I asked her what this was for. She told me it was for later on at the reception if she got uncomfortable and wanted to change after pictures. I was like, okay, cool. So fast forward, we're all dressed and walking down the stairs because the ceremony is beginning in 30 minutes and we were going to take some pictures before. Kat is the last person to come down and she's wearing a black dress. At the time, I was preoccupied taking pictures with my parents, but my maid of honor came over to me and made me aware of the situation. I confronted Kat and asked her what was going on. She said she hates her bridesmaid dress. As the color is ugly, it makes her look gross, so she's wearing black. I told her, please go back and change. She refused and started walking away from me. I said I'm going to ask her one more time, and if she doesn't oblige, I'm calling security and kicking her out. She began yelling at me to off. 
So I called security and asked them to please escort her out. She started making a big scene, yelling how I'm such a bleep that I can't force her to wear anything and that I'm a horrible, inconsiderate friend. The wedding went on and it was truly amazing. Ever since the wedding, Kat has been blowing up my phone with text saying some really nasty things and asking for the money back she spent on the black dress since it was a waste and she didn't get to wear it. I had to block her number. Some of the other bridesmaids have been giving me crap saying that it was a little harsh kicking her out and embarrassing her like that and that maybe I should give her back the money. Am I the asshole for kicking her out? There's a lot to start with here. <laughs> so first off, it's the lie. Mm-hmm. She arrived with a spare dress. She was completely asked on the spot, lied about that. Mm-hmm. Huge issue. Element of surprise on your wedding day. You have enough surprises going on. I'm not married, but you are, so I'm sure you could imagine. It's way too much to lie to your friend, let alone on her wedding day. Yeah, and you know, when you're a bridesmaid in a wedding, not all the bridesmaids realistically are probably gonna love the color dress that the bride picks out. But at the end of the day, the wedding's not about you. You're there to support your friend. She doesn't really sound like a friend anyways, Mm -hmm. so I mean, that's, I could go on and on about that. (laughs) Another thing, the black dress. Mm -hmm. I think behind the scenes, there might've been some jealousy about the maid of honor situation. Who knows? But I mean, to pick a black dress that Mm. was designated for a specific person, she could have taken that outside of the wedding. Mm -hmm. She definitely could have addressed this. Hey, I don't like the colors. I don't like this. I don't like that. But it doesn't matter what she thinks. Yeah, exactly. Because my thing is, I've been in my friend's weddings because, you know, I eloped. So I didn't have to deal with any of this crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when I was in my friend's weddings, like, yeah, I might have felt like, oh, this color maybe like washes me out a little bit, but that's internal thoughts, okay? That's not being voiced to the bride. She's got enough to worry about. The wedding's about her, the her color theme, what she wants, you know, because realistically, hopefully, the bride and groom only have to do this once. So it needs to be as perfect as can be. Like, that's why you're in the wedding party, because they love you. They want you to be a part of their day. You're important to them. So you should respect that as such. And the bride paid for them. Yeah. I don't know much, but I know that that's uncommon. Yeah. So the fact that I've, well, I've never had my dress paid for like yes. when I was in a wedding, which not to say that I expected it. So, but the fact that even though she didn't like the dress color, or whatever, she did, it didn't cost her anything. Yeah. Like, it's not like the bride was like, oh, tough stuff. You still have to pay for it. You still have to be in it. It cost her a friendship. Sounds like. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> also making a scene i at Mm -hmm. first read i was like okay a little harsh but i mean her making a scene having to call security there's a time and a place and it is not at a wedding absolutely not especially if she realizes that her friend is that adamant to the point where she's going to get kicked out of the wedding wouldn't you just lay down like you can sit in that black dress in the back row with the rest of the guests thank you well, and also, she kind of sounds like one of those friends. We were talking about some a similar situation. She sounds like one of those friends that doesn't know how to share the spotlight and can't necessarily, like, maybe in her own way is excited for her friend, but can't figure out how to process it, like, in a, you know, a normal way, one would say, like, <laughs> what is to be expected. Um, because, I don't know, I almost felt like she was 
not necessarily doing it for attention, but kind of doing it for attention. Like it could be taken that way. And then the fact that she was like, oh, well, I'm not going to get my way. Well, screw you. I'm still going to make this day about me as much as possible. Like people are going to remember that I was here because, you know, less than 30 minutes before the wedding, the guests are there. The guests are sit like starting to come in and sit down and get ready, like for the bride to walk down the aisle, all the things. So she was like making her presence known still. Absolutely. And this could have been done multiple days before the wedding. It sounds like she almost picked up the dress if she was 30 minutes late on the day of the wedding. Mm-hmm. This completely waited until last minute. It was just uncalled for. Absolutely uncalled for. And the bridesmaids following up with her, telling her she's in the wrong. Everyone needs to let it go. It doesn't mm-hmm. even sound like she's talking about how great her wedding was, how much fun she had. She's just focusing on this one tragic event, if you will. Because I'm sure she was probably blindsided because who expects their wedding party to turn on them day of the wedding? Like, that's supposed to be who you can go to to, like, decompress from the realities of what's happening. Yeah. As far as what could be going wrong and whatnot. Absolutely. That should be your support system. Yeah. I mean, all friends should be your support system, but the people you choose to stand by your side on a day like that, that is uncalled for. Mm-hmm. So overall vote on this one, not the asshole. Top comment, not the asshole. She embarrassed herself. She agreed to wear the dress you picked out and then deceitfully planned to change it at the last moment in the hope that you'd just let her get away with it. She knew that you would tell her no. Think of being in a wedding as like playing a part in a play or a ballet or something. You can get cast as bridesmaid, so you wear the costume that the artistic director has picked out for bridesmaids to wear. If you don't want to wear the costume, don't be in the show. But you can't just show up on opening night and say, I don't like your costume choices, so I'm going to wear the same costume as the other character instead. Boom. Enough said for me. She said mic drop. (laughs) Absolutely. And that kind of also reminds me, she could have bailed from the wedding party respectfully and be like, I don't like the theme. I don't like the color. I don't like the dress. I'm not into this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to sit with the rest of the guests and enjoy your day. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, she chose to stir the pot. Because that's the thing, right? If she genuinely felt like self-conscious, like in the color, like maybe she's got something going on that she's just like, I, I really like mentally am not down with this. That's a conversation. If you genuinely care about your friend that you have beforehand and say, hey, I'm really not comfortable wearing this. If there's not a way for me to wear a different color, I think I'm going to have to like respectfully just bow out. I still really want to be a part of your day. Like, I love you and I'm here to support you. I just can't get past that. That's the, like the mature way to handle it, you know? Exactly. It comes down to immaturity and possibly unresolved jealousy. Maybe she's Ooh. single. Maybe she doesn't have a boyfriend, husband, mm-hmm. something she might be longing for, looking for any way to break up the wedding that she possibly could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little sabotage. Absolute sabotage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, like, well, what is the lyric? She took him faster than you can say sabotage. <laughs> she took the day faster than you can say sabotage. <laughs> Y'all know we're going to find a way to sprinkle a little T-Swift in there. Your host here has a knack for just <laughs> quoting Taylor Swift on the drop of a dime. <laughs> that TikTok, a little SpongeBob here and there, but primarily Taylor Swift lyrics. I'll be like, I guess you could say... Dot, dot, dot. And I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes, Chelsea, she's really funny because sometimes you'll, like, say a, a lyric or, like, a like, very close variation of a lyric. And I'll be like, yeah. Like, you realize what you just said? And you're like, 
oh my gosh like it's full body chills <laughs> in my dna at this point yep <laughs> all right next story am i the asshole for pretending not to recognize my parents when they tried to reconnect this one's a little bit more like kind of serious okay i was raised mostly by my uncle and aunt my older sister developed a serious illness when i was six and my parents decided that they couldn't care for both of us i guess so they kind of unceremoniously dumped me at my grandparents and my uncle took me in like didn't even explain to me what was going on just you're going to go visit grand for a while and never pick me back up my grandparents and uncle explained it later and they were pretty livid at my parents I've seen my parents maybe five times since then and not at all for the last nine years. I decided to stop having contact with them when I was 12 and since I was the only one reaching out, all communication broke down. It turned out okay. I love my aunt and uncle and it turns out they can't have kids so they've always said I'm their miracle kid. I was just misrouted by the stork at first. <laughs> I was formally adopted by them when I turned 18. I wish it had been earlier, but there were some red tape things that would have made that really expensive and difficult. I'm 21 now. My sister passed away between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I made a trip back from school for the funeral, but I stayed in the back and left before my bio parents could talk to me. They called my uncle to try to talk to me, but I said I didn't want to, so he told them I wasn't available at the moment. They finally caught up to me over Christmas when I went to midnight mass with my grand and approached me and tried to give me a hug. I did recognize them, but I pretended not to and just backed off and said, sorry, do I know you? They said, where are your parents? And I said, my parents are at home and went and sat down with my gran. They sat behind us and I could just feel the stare. And on the way out, they were like, you really don't recognize us? And I said, oh, are you my dad's brother? I think I remember you from when I was little. My grand thinks they deserved it, trying to come back to me like nothing happened, but they wrote me a long letter about how hurt they are and how I should understand that they were trying to do the right thing and how they'll always be my parents and I can't change that. Other family members think I was too harsh as they're grieving, but I don't think they should get a pass just because they remembered me now that my sister is gone. I'm with Gran on this one, not the asshole. That, there's a lot to unpack here just like the last story, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, you can take this one first. Okay. So, not the asshole. No. I can imagine, obviously I'm, I, I literally cannot imagine being in these shoes. Um, not having contact with your biological parents for nine years and then having a sibling pass and then they want to reconnect. I mean, there's, they have to understand like how they said that that comment hurt them, you know, that they're still their parents regardless of the situation. They can't change that, that they were trying to do their best. And it's like, even if genuinely you thought you were giving your kid their best chance at life, which they probably were from the story, that doesn't make it any better for the children. Absolutely not. Like, and to disappear for nine years with no contact. And you can't expect either... Well, they dropped the um, kids off at the grandparents with like the uncle and everything when they were six. Now OP is 21. That's 15 years of dealing with this. You can't expect just to be able to walk back into their lives at this point. 
Like you have to understand that this is going to be, if you genuinely do want contact, it's on their terms. You gave that up when you gave them up. Absolutely. They completely gave up their own child. And let's say, okay, they did it for great reasons and Mm -hmm. he's better off. Even then, the lack of contact, how hard is it to write a letter like they Mm -hmm. did when they were angry? How hard is it to pick up the phone? How hard is it to say any type of explanation? Yeah, my thing is, I I realize that they probably did feel hurt by this. What, how hurt do you think OP is from 15 years having to deal with this? There's a lot of unresolved issues there. Like, I mean, that's traumatic being dropped off by your parents and then they don't come back. And to make it sound financially driven and then complete, just no contact. That's where I just couldn't even speak for a couple minutes and I let you take it. It's uncalled for i could never imagine having a child and never speaking to them again until one night running into them at church and Mm -hmm. saying hey how are you Mm -hmm. no i think genuinely if they want contact they're gonna have to you know let it be on op's terms they can't just expect oh everything is gonna be fine danny we're gonna be able to pick back up where we left off no you're not no you're not you're a stranger to op at this point exactly complete strangers and you know six years old that's some of my first memories that i remember i mean that could be very valid that he actually does not remember Mm -hmm. i know he does but Mm -hmm. it's it's very very reasonable to believe that oh he might not know us and i know grief does unimaginable things to people but to try to pick back up where you left off with your 21 year old from when they were six Mm -hmm. that's too extreme even for the circumstances in my opinion yeah so not the asshole not the asshole so overall vote the people agree (laughs) not the asshole top comment not the asshole are you my dad's brother was pure class (laughs) that was so quick on the spot Mm -hmm. imagine the emotions in that moment deciding am i gonna pretend like i don't know them should i say hi imagine all the things he's rehearsed in his mind over the years Mm -hmm. And then it just comes to fruition in that one moment. I couldn't imagine. The next comment said, and it's technically correct with the adoption. Yeah, I was going to say that too. We're your parents. Um, By law, no, you are not. Mm -hmm. You might be biologically, but no. Yeah. Emotionally, no, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad he has Gran as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad Gran was like... like, Obviously, those are her children, or one of the parents is Gran's child, and, you know... If he didn't have a support system, who Mm. knows where he would be? What would they have done? Left him at the firehouse? Last story of the day. This does go by quick. Mm -hmm. I told you. I am teetering with going back to longer episodes. So you guys, let me know. What do you want? Do you like the shorter episodes? Like, are they more digestible? Or would you prefer, like, how the episodes, like, used to be? Like, in the beginning where I had hour to, like, hour and a half long episodes? Like, let me know. I'm open to whatever. But back to the last story. Am I the asshole for high-fiving a stranger who humiliated my boyfriend? My boyfriend and I go to the climbing gym regularly. He's really into it. And I just started and climbing a few times a week. He's stupidly competitive about it and quietly insults beginners who are not as good, which makes me feel self-conscious because I'm a beginner. Last night, we were at the climbing gym again, and he was doing a V6. There was about six people taking turns on the problem, probably because it's a newly installed route, and they were all failing. 
Then a girl came and flashed it. She made it so easy, but at the end, she didn't hold the final hold for five seconds, and my boyfriend called her out after she was done. Holding the last hold for five seconds is supposed to be the right way of finishing a route, but she was doing it so easily she definitely could have. I think he was just being salty because she did it when he couldn't. She laughed and told him he didn't even start the problem correctly and walked off. I gave her a high five because she was walking towards me and did amazing at the problem and knocked my boyfriend off his high horse. And she was surprised but high fived me. My boyfriend turned to me and gave me a WTF look and wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the night. When we were heading home, he ranted that I couldn't be trusted to watch his back if I chose to take a stranger's side over him. I was shocked that that's what he took from the climb and told him he shouldn't have nitpicked her when she clearly climbed it correctly and he got mad and argued that I was supposed to take his side over people I don't even know. Sounds like he can dish it, but he can't take it to me. Exactly. Not the asshole, girlfriend. Not the asshole and not a cute look for a boyfriend or girlfriend or anybody. Yeah. Absolutely not. Let people live. She was not affecting you at all. No. Like, nothing that she did had any direct, like, interference with what you were doing. No, not at all. And I've been to climbing gyms in the past couple of years, going in thinking I would do well. I work out and that kind of thing. I was humbled very quickly. <laughs> it is so hard. Your fingers swell up and are on fire. Every muscle in your body needs to be used, whether you know it or not. It is incredibly challenging. And for a girl to beat out her boyfriend i'm sure he might have been a little salty about that mm -hmm. like feeling some type of way like what op was saying she knocked him off his high horse like humbled him a little bit it sounds like it needed to happen to me yes because if it's like this when they're climbing imagine what it's like when they're doing other activities honestly or other activities that the girlfriend is into I'm sure that that is just very hard to get through with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So maybe he'll think twice next time before he openly makes fun of somebody to their face. Yeah, because it's one thing. It's all about intent at the end of the day, I feel like. Like, if the intent behind that was to genuinely help this person, like, hey, just, like, FYI. Like, well, first of all, actually, I don't even know about that. Maybe just leave people alone. But, it's, I don't know. If the intent was good, then that's one thing. But he was intending to be like pretentious <laughs> absolutely and for the girlfriend to be a new beginner mm -hmm. like she said she was probably taken very aback when he was making fun of the other beginners everybody has to start somewhere exactly her boyfriend started one day and he was probably terrible had questions didn't know what to do were people making fun of him in comments mm -hmm. probably not because it's supposed yeah. to be a safe space when you go to places like gyms and climbing arenas all of that's supposed to be fun and mm -hmm. learning and inclusive and doesn't sound like he belongs there well and this is why a lot of people are scared to start things or do things that they want to do because of fear of judgment like that like just mind your business everybody just mind your business life would be great yeah that couldn't have been more well said honestly that's the fear of getting out there is what stops a lot of people yeah it's not even the fear of rejection or the feel fear of failure it's the fear of what other people have to say about it mm -hmm. crazy not the asshole not the asshole Let's see if they agree. Yeah, overall vote, not the asshole. Top comment, not the asshole. He was being petty, jealous, and a bit sexist calling her out. None of his business, and she told him off. As he needed to be told off. Yeah, I agree. I think he needed to be humble just a little bit. Just, like, realize that, hey, dude, what? 
<laughs> that's kind of like what she was like dude don't come for me <laughs> it sounds like the girl was probably you know made fun of before she's mm-hmm. probably heard comments before as obviously being very talented in the climbing community i'm sure mm-hmm. she's gotten a lot of sexist comments and mm-hmm. she had that one locked and loaded mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways guys that is it for this week's episode we got a hustle to get Chelsea to the airport. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, we were going to stop recording this and then boom, got to go catch a flight. <laughs> Completely worth it. I've been such a fan for so long. But did you enjoy being on the show? It was everything I thought it would be and more. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, make sure to leave a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, like the video, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel while you're at it. But yeah, until next time, talk toxic to you later. Bye.